Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Raul today. Today is uh, September 26th. The time is about 11.30 a.m. Ready and MPC has been conducting Zoom conference call from past 11 years. If you have any questions, please fill the Google Sheet out. Those people who fill the Google Sheet out will get the preference. Only when we don't have enough people filling the Google Sheet out, we give time to the people who don't fill the Google Sheet out. So please, it saves a lot of time and it gives a clear information from you and we can answer more people when you fill the Google Sheet. The first caller, please. Sridevi. Sridevi, my L2 is valid till March 13, 2024. My husband, H1B, got picked this year. If the H4 EAD gets delayed post his H1B, can I work on L2 until March 13, 2024? Now, once his H1B gets approved, you will not be able to work on the L2 EAD. But if you file the H1, H4 plus EAD together, Sridevi, you're going to get all of them approved at the same time. So okay. are there? So, uh, so current, so would uh, would there be a job break for me if uh, for that scenario? No. If you file H one, H four, and EAD together, you should not have a job break unless you wanted it. Okay. So uh, the other thing is, you know, related the same question. So if my husband's up. Uh, applies for a H-1B in a premium. So what's the scenario then? You will get H-1, H-4 and EAD together in premium approval. Okay. Uh, I mean, online, I mean, on USCIS, I see that there's no premium for the H-4 and H-4 EAD. No, so ma'am. If you flub it together, you file it okay. together with H-1, H-4 and EAD, you will get it together. Okay. Next person, please. That's it. Thank you. You only need to pay that extra premium processing fees for your husband, not for you. Good. Asar, Apshar? Yeah, hi, sir. Good morning. I have I've been laid off an employer A. I found a job, filed in CA transfer. It's still pending and started working for employer B within 60 days. Even though my grace period has been stopped when I start working for employer B. I have also received an offer from employer C. Now I need to file H-1B transfer. Did you complete it the 60 days yet? Have you not completed the 60 days yet? Uh, I have not completed the 60 days yet, but uh, I was like, basically if I completed the 60 days and they have generated the offer uh, for me from employer mm-hmm. C. So what will be the then? Case? then it's better that you do a premium processing of company B. That will solve all the problems you may have at a future date. Okay? So since your company B is pending, I would just do, if you're getting an offer from company C, better is to do premium processing, okay? Sure, sir. Like within 60 days, I'm good, but after 60 days, I need to do premium processing. Premium processing. That's right. 
Next person, please. Thank you. Amran. Good morning, sir. Uh, thank you again for everything you guys do. So I've been currently my, my H1B is expiring in 723 and GCED is expiring in 423 and planning to apply for H4 EAD. Okay. GCED and H4 EAD. Is there a risk going to GCED better on H4 EAD? Uh, Kamran, I, that's a very personal choice though. That's a very personal choice. Now you can do one thing. If you want to get the H4 EAD faster, you can apply along with the H1B as I was speaking with the other person. You can do premium processing of H1, H4 and EAD together. But would exactly. I choose to be, yeah, you can do that if you want to come around. But it's up right. to you if you want it or you don't want it, it's up to you. No, uh, no. my question was basically for H4, uh, from GCAD, I'm binded with that. So God forbid anything happens with 485, I am out of scactus, I have to go outside the country, come back. On H4 why EAD- will, Why will God forbid you? Because for the past 17 years, sir, I've been waiting on GC and everyone gets sick except me. So my my luck is very nice. Okay, it's up to you. But maybe so, some, sometimes what happens, Kamran, is when yes, you are sir. extra careful, though, it hurts you, though. So, for example, when you go on the two-wheeler, they tell you to wear a helmet. But if you practice the helmet when you do in the car, you will have a vision problem and then you will have an accident. Oh, beautiful. Okay, that's... So that's where this extra precaution sometimes will harm you, though. It doesn't help you. So there so, are harmful things. If you get the 485 denied, definitely there is a chance for it. What if there are some things where there may be? But at the same time, there are problems by going extra safety. To it. So it's up to you. I personally, Kamran, when I was you, I let my non-immigrant status go. But given a chance again right now, I will do the same thing. But I can't so, tell you because you may be no. one of the 10,000 people who get into trouble. Right. No, I have a clean record except maybe speeding tickets. It's up to I you, can... Mr. Kamran. It's up to you, Kamran. Is that... One last question was H4 EAD. If I go from H4 EAD to H1, uh, you would, there's, I can still be within the country. I don't have to do anything, correct? Mm -mm -mm. You can be within the country. That's right. You are the dependent 485 EAD person, is it right? No, no. I have my I'm, green card is through me. Uh, that's mm -hmm. my own green card. But you're speaking uh, I have, your wife. Yeah, I got a full time offer. My wife, okay. uh, she has a job. So I'm planning to yeah. use her. If from H4 EAD to H1, you don't have to go outside the country. From GC EAD to H1, you have to go outside the country, sir. Okay. That's, that is pretty. And uh, H4 EAD, Next. I cannot have AP advanced payroll, correct, sir? I have to use Visa basically to come in. Well, you, if you have an advanced parole, you can still use an advanced parole. That doesn't mean that your H4 EAD is invalid. It still is valid. Next person, please. Thank you. RKP. Hi. Um, so with regards to uh, Canada H1B holder uh, application, so I was asked to provide the passport, but I'm in the la last 10 days in, uh, of the grace period of uh, being laid off. Uh, so I'm I'm worried about whether you if we can you don't you, you don't need passport for anything in United States for those ten days. If you want to apply B two, if you want to apply for compelling circumstances CAD, if you want to apply for the uh, for the change of employer, though we only need a copy of the passport. We don't need the original passport. Next person, please. Yeah. Uh, hi, sir. So I applied for uh, B two after the H one grace period, and now I'm planning to move to Canada. 
So what's the ideal way? Should I just like move and uh, they'll automatically withdraw? Should I send a withdrawal notice? You don't have to withdraw anything. It automatically gets withdrawn. Okay. And that won't have any future repercussions, right? Like if I... No, sir. Absolutely none. Absolutely none. Okay. And sir, one more thing. Can I somehow use this? Like, uh, can I still have it approved somehow so that I can use it as a visitor visa in the future? No, if you want a visiting visa, you still have to go for stamping. You can't use this as a visiting visa. Uh, okay, so stamping is still fine, but uh, even the application, I can't use. This. You do, no, you can't use this to come back into the United States. No, you can't. I, I see. So, okay. So as soon as I leave, like this entire goes, but it won't have any repercussions if I apply again for a visitor. You're repeating the same question again. Next person, please. Yes. Good morning. I'm currently staying in States on H4. However, I'm working on an Indian firm remotely. No, no ma'am. You are not, you cannot work remotely though. You don't have any EAD. Uh, well, yes, um, sir. I do not have any EAD. I just moved two months before uh, since my role is working yeah, remotely. Uh, remotely, you're not supposed to work in United States on H4, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Okay. We, Siri, in United States, and also I'm a lawyer in India too, do not recognize remote space as a space at all. We call it, I call it as the rule of butt. Where your butt stays, you must have a work permit. Your butt is in United States and you do not have a work permit in United States. So you cannot work. Okay. It's coming to the yeah. point. Can the company file a H-1B? For the Indian company to file a H-1B, they must have a U.S. operations map. Yes, they do have in U.S. Uh, just wanted to know whether I need to go back to India or if yes, how long. Is no, the if you are in H-4 visa and if you have a sponsor here, they can file a H-1B, but they can only file in March of 2024. Every March of 2024, they can file it. Okay. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Next person, please. Yeah. Uh, yes, I posted my question in chat. So the main question for you is, do you know if they would draw the H-1B before October 1st or after, after October 1st? That's the main thing that you need to be watchful about. If they withdraw before October 1st, technically you're not counted towards the H-1B number. If they, uh, if they withdraw it after October 1st, though, you, can't, you will be counted towards the H-1B number. I would want you, since you have the H-4 and H-4 EAD option, you have it as a right. Or only H4 yes. option? H4 uh, option. Right now, only H4 option because uh, he's still waiting for the perm. Yeah, I would back. want you to I would want you to apply for H4 in the first week of October, which is next week. You should apply for it. Okay. And I can uh, do that while I go to India because uh, my 60-day grace period is coming to an end. Oh, soon. yeah. Yeah, you can absolutely, ma'am. You can do that. You don't need to file any H-4. You can go to India and get the H-4 stamped and come back. Absolutely not a problem. Okay, so the best way would be to file an H-4 and come back and then switch to H-1? You already filed H-1B. You already got the H-1B approved, is it right? Yeah, my H-1B is approved, but like since I already lost my job, so that's why I was wondering. Yeah, you, you still, from October 1st, you still have 60 days. You can go to India after October 1st and then come back on H4, ma'am. Next person, please. Okay. Rohit. Rohit. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. My wife is currently in H4. She's enrolling in master's degree next month. Can she continue her studies on H4? Yeah, she can. 
uh, first six months and opt for change of status? Yeah, absolutely, she can. Uh, because she needs to go to India, come back in January for two months. We're planning to change the status once. Yeah, that's a good chance. Yeah, you don't have to. She doesn't have to be an F1 visa to, okay. uh, to go to school. In fact, I okay, did my it. master's in law while I was in H4. Nothing wrong with it. Okay, like she can just go and come back to US with H4, right? Even though she's uh -huh. studying? Even though she's studying, okay. she can still go back and come back and H4. Absolutely not a problem. Sir. Okay, thank Next you so much. Hello? Yes. Hi, Raul. Thank you for taking my call. So I am on I'm F1 post-completion OPT as I've submitted the offer letter in university, but still I am searching for a job. Uh, I, how many days been unemployed in post-completion OPT? The total period of unemployment that is allowed is 150 days, 90 days in the OPT and 60 days in the STEM extension. So if you cross the 60 days, you will be in trouble, sir. Oh, is it Sirisha? Okay. Shruti, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. I think so. I already answered Sirisha. Let's go to Ashish, though. Ashish? Yeah, I've, uh, I've put my question on this. Google My sheet. son will age out before his I-485 approval, will move to student visa. Did you already file the 485 or you didn't file the 485? Yeah, the 485 is filed, but because India is retrogressed now... Uh, so uh, do, you you know, know what, do you know what a Child Service Protection Act is or you don't know what that is? I, I know that and uh, because... Uh, when I-40 was approved, the 485, uh, you know, uh, India had already retrogressed at that time. Okay. So I, I want you to make sure that he is not protected in CST. Let me make sure. Uh, he moves to, what is the green card pathway? Can parents apply for his green card? Yeah, you can. But there is a waiting period of six years for the F2B category though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My question is, uh, while he's studying in the US, can we apply? So hopefully we'll get you it can. in two, three years time. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can apply. apply. You can apply. And for will, it. will he get EAD card? Uh, in no, the unless until the priority date is current, he won't get the EAD card. Oh, so he won't be able to work after his graduation. Yeah, unfortunately, he has to get the OPT. Okay. Okay. All right. Next person, please. Thank you, Kajal. Uh, Kajal, I really don't know the answer for it though. I will note down your email address and I will try to respond to you whether the okay. J2EAD can be filed in premium processing. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I was trying to find information. I couldn't find. And then another question is uh, after moving to US, when can we file it? Is there some time period after which you can file EAD? Hmm. Let me email you, ma'am. Okay? okay. Let me email okay. you. Thank you so much. Okay. Raga? Riparag? Hi, I posted my question now. Um, change of status from H1 to be biometric done, but status not updated for daughter. How old is your daughter? She is 10 years. Did she went for biometrics? Yeah, she went for biometrics. Call the USCIS office to check whether or not. Yeah, we call, gonna... but he's going for the automated call and they're stay, yeah, saying the same able... thing. Okay, you can take her one more time to the biometrics office and ask them what went on, okay? Okay, because we sent a couple of emails also, but there's no response from Parag, the case. Parag, I said take her to the uh, to the office, biometrics office, one more time, okay? Oh, uh, so you say go to in-person or just call? Go in-person. 
period and uh, the questions were asked what happened in that uh, uh, you know uh, uh, entry what was the reason mm -hmm. for that i explained mm -hmm. everything and there were no documents uh, related asked to my h1b extension and all of a sudden they in the uh, consulate told me that uh, my uh, you know uh, visa is under uh, uh, you know okay i got what what's your question now so how much time do you think it will take time or whether will there be any issues due to my past history whether i will be get denied or something because i got stuck up in, in india now i need to i need to look into the sheet that they have given in the airport to see if you're going to be get stuck in there if i feel that you're comfortable then it may take anywhere between 30 days to almost 1 year for you to resolve it if you don't get the approval within like a period of one month you can then go to the court and sue the department of state to adjudicate your application properly if everything is clear okay yeah because whatever the reason that i mentioned in the ds160 every time i scheduled interview i put the you know uh, the uh, honest uh, review or uh, the comments over there what is the reason i, I got the... i i got it but i have to look into that before i can evaluate whether you should go for this uh, uh, lawsuit or we should just wait but yeah it may take one month to one year next person please ajay yeah just because you got the clearance first time doesn't mean that every time you going to get the clearance rahul sir good morning and thank you i posted my See, question uh, there your friend's daughter came on h4 applied for it when got married in 2013 attend the interview which interview did she attended the 485 that she filed in 2007 yeah she can't get married on uh, on the 485 application the parents don't know at that time so she got married in uh, 2013 and um, you know but she got the green card living in the country what, since then what about the husband though no he's a h1b guy and unfortunately the marriage didn't work out i would the not parents, apply uh, i would not apply for the citizenship though they may deny the green card okay she's not so supposed to get a, the green card what option she have can parents apply her no she's more than 18 years old she has to apply by herself so uh, they need to you can consult an immigration lawyer but i would just tell them not to do anything because if they apply though they will find out that she got married she should not have got the green card at all and they may revoke the green card next person please asaruddin asaruddin mohammad hi sir thank you for taking my call f1opt rfi go ahead uh yes sir so i don't know how to respond and i didn't apply for cbd and they are asking about cbd uh and uh 
the sixth one uh, i live in texas here and it's showing like the uh, uh, lambert illinois what university what university yeah. campus that, uh, campus will that's common for the campus will in cumberland university uh, you can set up an appointment with philippe from our office he's the one who handles this kind of rfas okay okay philippe yeah next uh, question thank you sir ஜெக்டெட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்ஸ்ட்
to reinstate it, you have to go to the DSO. The DSO will ask a confirmation from the university saying, where is the confirmation from the, from the USCIS saying that your H-1B has been withdrawn before October 1st? And that will come in somewhere in December. He may or may not be able to rectify it. Okay. Okay. So. And why would you lose the golden opportunity of, of getting into the lottery? I just cannot understand it. But anyway, well, that's the reason we make money. Next person, please. Who is that? Hi, Raghul. Um, this is Yuraj. I posted my questions in the Google Sheet. My H-1B status changed in uh, August 2023 to temporarily uh, uh, temporarily pausing work on an application because the immigrant visas are not available prior to it. Uh, may I know that when USA will start allocating the visa numbers? Well, they're allocating the visa numbers, but your prior date is not current, buddy. Okay. So... Actually, I hear that this month it is still 2017, right? Oh, this is EB1? Yes. Oh, EB1. Okay. If it's EB1, though, they can start allocating in October 1st, though, not right now. So on October 1st, you can contact the USCIS and say that your priority date is current. Okay. Oh, thank you, Rahul. Thank you for the updates. Not until October 1st, though, because until October 1st, the date is not current for you yet. Next person, please. Thank you. Hi, I am, a, uh, I am in Canada on open work permit. My H1B got approved for stamp for stamping. Should I go to India or Canada? No, you can go to Canada. You are in Canada. You don't have to go to India, ma'am. So I hear in Canada they might disapprove. That's what I'm thinking. Well, everybody has their own opinion on it. I don't have okay. a fixed opinion that your advantage is in India but not in Canada. I don't feel that. But it's if you feel that that's going to be more comfortable, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Then. Okay. Thank you. We note. Vinod? Oh, hi, Rahul. I posted my question Google Form. Yeah, give me one second, Vinod. Okay. Okay, one second. Um, we plan to request B2 visa for parents and sister to celebrate the wedding in 2025. We would like to initiate the visa application process now since apartment starts are acceptable in 2025. Sounds good. My sister plans to apply for F1 visa in 2024. I would not recommend that she apply for B2 right now if she's planning to apply for F1. Okay. It's technically nothing wrong, but tactically not a good idea. Okay. Uh, that answered my question. Thank you, Rahul. Uh, and Ashok will be the last person that I will be taking. It's 12 o'clock right now. Uh, so I have a traffic ticket. Do I have to declare this on DS-160 form? No, yes. sir. And Rahul, do not have, you do not have to disclose this. Okay. Rahul, my uh, traffic ticket is a Class C misdemeanor. It's still a speeding ticket. So that's where I'm yeah. getting a little confused. No, you're good. You're good. Classic Mr. Emir is good. You don't have to disclose that, okay? Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Then. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 3, uh, sorry, 4.30 p.m. Thank you, guys. And for those people who can't reach me, um, you can have, you can schedule a time that's suitable for you. My appointments are available online. My schedule is available online. My colleague is going to, we're going to give you a link. You can go there and then you can, uh, you can block a time that suits you guys. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites 
rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.